Good morning, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Welcome to our Sunday worship. It is my prayer that you are safe and healthy wherever you are at the moment. Nothing can stop a faithful Christian from worshiping God and have fellowship with Him even in the midst of this pandemic. God will always make a way. Today, I am humbled to stand before you as I feel the pressure and the responsibility of becoming God's messenger. As we begin to celebrate the Missions Month, I remember how God empowered Paul and Barnabas to spread the gospel, to reach out people in different places. How God enabled them to overcome hardships and persecutions as they fulfill the Great Commission. I see myself in the same situation, powerless and insecure. As we learn more about God, about how God uses people to accomplish His purpose, I ask you to pray with me. Shall we pray? Lord, here I am, offering to you my inadequacies, my weakness, my nothingness. Use me today, Lord, so people will glorify your name. Let me be your mouthpiece. May you empower me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters, what gets into our mind when we see pictures like this? What is your opinion of them? By fallen nature, we are all prone to justify ourselves and to condemn those who are different than we are. We are prone to judge others according to outward characteristics rather than to accept them as individual human beings on an equal par with us. It is easy to demonstrate prejudice. To be prejudiced is to prejudge someone without sufficient information. It is easy to give one's opinion while disregarding basic facts. Kagaya lang ng mga pictures na nakita natin ngayon. Pag ang itsura o ang ginagawa ng isang tao ay medyo naiiba sa ating pamantayan o sa nakasanayan na natin, agad natin silang nabibigyan ng pangit na opinyon na naging dahilan upang hindi natin magawang makilala sila ng lubusan. That prejudice usually creates a barrier between those people and us at yung barrier na yan ang nagiging hadlang upang hindi tayo makapag-reach out sa kanila. The biblical characters in the book of Acts chapter 10 are no different from us. They too struggled with prejudice. A prejudice that was held for so long 
that God had to intervene to put it to a stop. From the book of Acts 10, we shall learn how the Lord orchestrated the events of two godly men in order to put their prejudices to death and accomplish His great purpose through us to share the gospel and make disciples. Today's scripture message is entitled, Breaking Down Barriers. Chapter 10 of Book of Acts can be divided into three parts. The first part is about Cornelius and Peter's visions, verses 1 to 16. The second part is when Peter goes with the Gentiles, verses 7 to 22, 17 to 22. And the third part is when Gentiles receive the Holy Spirit, verses 23 and 2248. Let us take them up by part. Allow me to read the verses. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa. Bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants, and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon, the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. 
In the first part of the story, God spoke to Cornelius and Peter through a vision. What is special about these two men? Let us look closely at their unique personalities. These are some of the brief descriptions between Cornelius and Peter's characteristics. Cornelius is a Gentile, while Peter is a Jew. Cornelius' role is he is serving as a Roman army commander, a centurion, while Peter is a Jewish Christian. Both of them have the same strengths or gifts. They're both prayerful, God-fearing, obedient to God, and generous. However, they also have the same weakness. Cornelius has prejudice against Jews, and Peter has prejudice against the Gentiles or the Roman army. Cornelius was an officer in the Roman army because he was such a loyal servant of the oppressors of Israel. Mostly, every patriotic Jewish person of the day would naturally be prejudiced against Cornelius. Cornelius was in the category of what the Jews called God-fearers or one who feared God. These were Gentiles who loved the God of Israel. They were sympathetic to and supportive of the Jewish faith, yet they fall short of becoming full Jews in lifestyle and in circumcision. Jewish people at that time respected and appreciated these God-fearing Gentiles, but they could not really share their life and homes and even food with them because they were still in fact Gentiles and not fully Jewish converts. Peter, being a Jew, even he was already a Christian, still believed that salvation existed only within the confines of the citizenship among legal Israel. Both men have the same weakness. They hold prejudice against each other, and God is bound to make them meet. What is the prejudice of Cornelius? In the vision of Cornelius, in verses 1 to 8, God sent an angel to him. The angel probably knew the gospel perfectly well, diba? Alam na alam niya kung ano yung nasa gospel. He could have explained the way of salvation to Cornelius and left Peter out of the scene. Pwede naman kasing ganun ang ginawa. Na through the angel mismo, sabihin yung mensahe ng kaligtasan. Pero iba ang plano ng Diyos. Instead, he gave instructions to Cornelius on how to contact Peter so that Peter could go and preach the gospel to the Gentiles. 
Because God knew Cornelius' heart. He knew that he was against contacting an uneducated Jew like Peter to explain spiritual truth to him. He might rather have had a member of the Jewish Sanhedrin come. Probably he could have thought, I'm supposed to learn from an uneducated man? What could he teach a well-traveled Roman like me? In short, mga kapatid, wala siyang believe kay Peter. Alam lang Diyos na meron siyang prejudice against Peter. Peter's prejudice was revealed through a vision. From verses 10 to 16. In the vision, Peter was shown different kinds of animals. Then Peter heard a command, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Without hesitation, he bluntly refused to obey God. Talagang pinakita ni Peter yung pagiging hudyo niya, no? Kahit siya ay isa ng kristyano. This obviously went against Peter's commitment as a Jew, which was to never eat four-legged animals that are considered unclean and common. So God used the foods to shake Peter up and change his thinking. God knew that even Peter was already a Christian, he still observed Jewish practices and holds prejudice against non-Jews. Alam na alam niya ng Diyos. Kaya he orchestrated this event for these two men to meet. Probably, my dear brothers and sisters, the struggles of Peter to abandon his Jewish practices and beliefs must have been real. And maybe, alam ng Diyos kung ano yung struggle ni Peter, kaya he had to intervene to allow Peter to overcome that struggle. Now, what lessons do we get from Cornelius and Peter's vision? So the stage is set for the two men who have never met before and are 20 miles apart. And God is orchestrating the events to bring these two men together in a way that shocked both of them by breaking down the wall of prejudice between them. From man's perspective, Cornelius was surely a good man because he is prayerful, he is God-fearing, and generous to the needy. Surely, yan po ang iisipin natin, that he is a good man because he does all these things. But in the sight of God, Cornelius still needs God's saving grace. To fear God, to be generous, or do good things 
will never be enough to earn salvation. When God arranged the events in the life of Cornelius, He was choosing Cornelius to be His child. Cornelius may have seemed to have chosen God, but in reality, it was God who chose him. Kagaya lang po sa atin, akala natin, hinanap natin ang Panginoon, but hindi. God will always initiate the search, and we are just so blessed because God has found us. God arranges the events in our life and chooses us to be His children. Peter's realization of his prejudice against Gentiles came in verse 15 when the voice spoke to him the third time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. God used Peter's long-held Jewish practice of not eating foods that are considered unclean to make him realize that the Gentiles deserve also to hear the message of salvation. The purpose and meaning of Peter's vision is quite plainly that Peter and all Jews should no longer believe that Gentiles coming to faith in the God of Israel are unclean or unacceptable or unholy. They should stop believing that. That is the central message. The reality is that God has, in fact, accepted Gentiles, including us, coming to faith in Him without the need for them to undergo a man-made ritual conversion to become a legal Jew. Anyone and everyone can come to the saving grace of the Lord Jesus. Again, the vision was not meant to make him eat those animals he considered unclean or unacceptable. God used it to drive a point to make him realize about his prejudice against the Gentiles. The vision was simply to prepare the heart and mind of Peter because he will use him to lead the Gentiles to salvation. What are some of our takeaways from this story? Number one, we all have built-in prejudices and God must break down that barrier or that prejudice if we are going to be effective in His service. When God chooses us for His mission, even the hardest heart of stone melts away when God shakes us up. Kahit pa nga ang pinakamalalim na negative impression na meron tayo sa isang tao, kayang-kayang gibain ng Diyos kung gusto niya tayong baguhin at gamitin.
What about you, brethren? What prejudice do you hold against someone? Don't you think it's about time to break it away and start reaching out for that person? God accomplishes His purpose by preparing both the hearers and His preachers. Kagaya ng ginawa niya kay Peter at saka sa kay Cornelius. He revealed Himself to Cornelius, prepared his mind and his heart, and just at the right moment, gave also Peter the necessary vision to prepare him. What circumstance are you facing right now? Is God speaking you through that circumstance? He must be preparing your heart for something bigger. Do you listen to God's voice and follow His leading? The second part of the story speaks of the obedience of Peter to God's command. When Peter goes with the men from Cornelius, verses 17 to 23. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him, to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. It was only when the visitors came to his house when he finally realized what the vision meant. God has not told Peter that his visitors were Gentiles. Normally, a godly Jew like Peter would not associate in this manner with Gentiles. Knowing this, and knowing Peter's previous resistance, surely not Lord, di ba ganun nga agad ang sinabi niya doon sa vision? Bluntly, he disobeyed when God commanded him that he can kill and eat some of the animals kasi ingrain nga po 
sa isip niya, sa heart niya, ang pagiging hudyo at yung mga Jewish practices ay talagang ina-uphold pa rin niya. All Peter needed to know was that the Spirit said, I have sent them. Peter must have been surprised when he opened the door and saw two servants and a soldier at his door. He would have known immediately that they were not Jews, and he would have wondered why God told him to go with them and why God had sent them. Probably ganun ang magiging reaksyon niya kung hindi siya kinausap ng Panginoon through the vision. To receive an invitation from a Gentile is something new to Peter because he would never do that under normal circumstance. Kung wala yung vision, hindi-hindi niya yung gagawin. And worse yet, an officer in the Roman army who wanted to hear the gospel from him. And Peter never did anything like this before. God was definitely expanding Peter's heart and mind. This part of the scripture tells that prejudices were coming down gradually. They are melting away gradually. When the Gentile visitors arrived, Peter could have told them where the local Gentile motel was located, but he invited them. He invited them in and offered them food and lodging. And that is very unusual po for a Jew to offer food, to invite them to their house. Napaka-unusual po yan gawin ng isang hudyo, no sa isang Gentile. By entertaining these Gentile guests, Peter went against the customs and traditions of Israel, but not against God's word. Possibly, at this very moment, God flooded Peter's heart with an understanding that the thought, and though the Old Testament said God's people were not to become like their pagan neighbors, it is also said God wanted His people to become a light to their neighbors who did not know the true God. Peter's act of obedience simply gave way to breaking the barrier which hinders him from reaching out to non-Jews. Ano po yung mga takeaways natin sa part of this story? When God confronts our prejudice, we must yield in obedience to Him. The Lord works gradually and gently with us in spite of our many shortcomings and sins. He teaches us by putting us in an uncomfortable situation where we have to challenge our blind assumptions and grow to be more like the Lord Jesus 
who was the friend of sinners that others were prejudiced against. The third part of the story in the books of Acts 10 speaks of the outcome when Peter put the prejudices to death and decided to obey God. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the goodness of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses 
whom God had already chosen. By us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that God and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This idea of Gentiles being unclean or unacceptable was so ingrained in Jewish thought that Judaism of the day deemed it to be unlawful, although God had never thought of that that way. It is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or enter the house of a Gentile. This is why when Peter enters the house of Cornelius, he says, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. Sinabi niya agad yun. Pagdating na pagdating niya, niremind niya agad ang mga Gentiles, alam niyo, alam niyo po, na bawal na bawal sa aming mga Jews ang magpunta sa inyong tahanan o makisalamuha sa inyo. By entering a Gentile's home, Peter showed that his heart and mind had changed. Sinabi niya yun, na yun ay bawal, pero ginawa pa rin niya. Dahil pinakita niya sa kanila na nagbago na ang kanyang isip, ang kanyang puso. Iba na ang tingin niya sa mga Gentiles. So God made his heart and mind change. And that, he had learned the lesson of the vision of the great sheet. In saying, I should not call any man common or unclean. So hindi ko dapat tawagin ang, ang kahit sino mang tao, lalong-lalo na mga Gentiles, na marumi. Peter understood that the vision was about people, not about food. If Peter had not received this vision, he would have never traveled with these gentle messengers. At probably, patuloy pa rin siya sa kanyang maling paniniwala na ang Gentiles ay hindi karapat-dapat na marinig ang magandang balita ng kaligtasan. God had to prepare Peter's heart 
with a vision before he would come to Cornelius. It is obvious that God is the prime mover in the story. He orchestrated the salvation of Cornelius and his household. The Lord's plan came into fruition when Peter opens his mouth and speaks to the Gentile God-fearers who have gathered and says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. In that very moment, Peter is doing the unthinkable. Ano yung unthinkable? Na hindi niya kailanman naisip na magagawa niya sa buhay niya. Proclaiming the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. And something even more unimaginable occurs. The Holy Spirit falls on all who were gathered there, listening. And before the very eyes of Peter and other Jews, they are witnesses to the Gentiles, full of spirit, speaking in tongues and extolling God. That's something na unimaginable para kay Peter. Marinig ang mga Gentiles speaking in tongues and full of Holy Spirit. And this truth about salvation of Gentiles is also found in Ephesians 3 verse 6. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise of Jesus Christ through the gospel. What a beautiful outcome has resulted when Peter and Cornelius obeyed God and put to death their prejudices. Napakagandang resulta, mga kapatid. Ang nangyari, ang kinahinatnan dahil yung dalawang tao na pinili ng Panginoon ay nagdesisyon na sumunod at putulin ang kung anumang hadlang ang pumapagitna sa kanilang dalawa. This was a major turning point in which God Himself supernaturally orchestrated the coming together of Jew and Gentile and in a moment destroyed preconceived walls of separation or barrier through a glorious demonstration of His power by His Spirit. Amen. Napakagandang balita po na napakasarap pakinggan na nang dahil lang pinili nila na pakinggan at sundin ang nilalaman ng kanilang puso. Sundin ang utos ng Panginoon. Ito po ang naging resulta. Kabilang po tayo dun. We have become heir at tayo po ay nag enjoy ngayon sa kaligtasang natamo natin na, naumpis, na nag-umpisa po kay Cornelius. The story can have three major phases. Yung first phase po ay pwede nating sabihin the intervention when God orchestrated the events of the two men through a vision. 
And the second part can be the act of obedience. When they decided to put to death their prejudices and do what the Spirit of God told them to do. And the third part is the outcome. When the Gentiles received the message of salvation. Ano po yung mga major takeaways o mga life lessons na pwede nating makuha no, from this story? Number one, all of us have prejudices. Wala pong exempted. Kahit sino po, lahat po ay may prejudices. Meron tayong hinahawakang opinion against somebody. Even committed Christians po. Like Peter, we are probably blind to those prejudices until the Lord shocks us into seeing them. So yung personal reflection po natin sa ating mga sarili, pwede po nating tanungin, am I aware of my prejudices? Do these prejudices hinder me from sharing Jesus to others? The second takeaway When we yield to the Lord and put to death our prejudice, He will use us mightily in His service. If we do not face our prejudices and allow God to root them out, we will not be effective in reaching across cultural and personal barriers with the gospel. If we are prejudiced against our stubborn neighbors, how will we reach them with the gospel? If we hate homosexuals, the people, not the sin, of course, how will we lead them to Jesus Christ? If we dislike our non-Christian prosecutor or persecutors, how can God use us to bring the gospel to them? One way to overcome prejudice, my dear brethren, is to treat other people, whatever their cultural or personal background, we should treat them as equals. We should view ourselves as beggars, whose job is to show other beggars where to find God's free bread. No matter what their story, Everyone should find warm acceptance among God's people. And remember this, our role is to love. God's role is to change. So, ibig sabihin, hindi po pala tayo dapat mapagod, no? Magpakita ng pagmamahal sa mga taong sa tingin natin ay wala nang pag-asang magbago or paulit-ulit na lang na dinidisappoint po tayo. Kasi ang sabi po, ang role po natin ay patuloy lang ng magbigay ng pagmamahal. Ano po ang magiging role ng Panginoon? Siya na ang bahala sa pagbabago ng taong pinapakitaan natin ng pagmamahal. So yung po ang paghawakan natin at sana po ay this will always give us the daily motivation and the daily reason to love others, even those people 
who are not inclined to be likable. That our role is just to continue to show love to these people. And the Lord will change their heart in His perfect time. So probably we could ask ourselves, how much am I willing to get out of my comfort zone and take part in God's game plan? How long shall I make God wait in His call for me to do the Great Commission? Share the Gospel and make disciples. As we celebrate the Missions Month, let us allow the Holy Spirit to move our hearts and take part in the Great Commission. We don't need to be in a foreign country to be an effective missionary like Paul and Barnabas and Peter. Hindi kailangan nandun po tayo sa ibang bansa para maging missionary. Our mission field, mga kapatid, right now can be our home, our neighborhood, our workplace, our school. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, forgive us, Lord, of whatever barrier that uh, we have in our heart. Forgive us if we harden our heart from your calling. Thank you for showing us our own prejudices and how these prejudices, O oh God, affect our obedience to you. We pray for courage. We pray for grace that you'll give us, Lord, that you'll enable us to break whatever barrier we are putting between us and others that may hinder us from reaching out to them. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. Amen.